Welcome to the UP Tech Talk podcast, coming to you from the new Academic Multimedia Studio on the University of Portland campus, produced by Academic Technology Services, with your hosts, Maria Erb and Sam Williams. Welcome to the UP Tech Talk podcast. Today we have with us Nikki Schultz, who's an instructor with the Shiley School of Engineering. Thank you, Nikki, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Nikki, so nice to have you here. And we wanted to hear all about your experience, your recent experience with Salzburg. And I know it's got a kind of a timeline involved. And can you take us, first of all, back to the beginning when you first found out that you were going to be teaching this course? Okay, so last um, last year, so um, probably in the fall ter- early fall term, I was asked to if I would consider teaching two of our sophomore level engineering courses online to students who'd be studying in our semester program during the spring semester in Salzburg. So this would allow us to have an engineering spring term where students could go for the entire, the the full semester. Prior to that, engineering students were really limited to a a six-week summer term. And we still have that program, and that's great. Um, but we wanted a, a more in-depth program for the students who wanted that greater cultural and language immersion. And uh, but to do that, they would we didn't want them to get off track in their for graduation and for the engineering degree. And so we really needed to offer two engineering courses. And sending a engineering professor over was prohibited prohibitive. Finding someone locally in Salzburg to teach an engineering class didn't seem feasible. So I was asked to develop a couple of online courses. And I said I'd do that. And I started working on <laughs> on uh, two online courses for Salzburg. Um, I was teaching in Salzburg during summer term last summer. So that was summer 2014. And when I got there, I had been told that the, the, the computers and the internet at the Salzburg campus were sufficient and that things would be okay. And I got there and there's an eight terminal computer lab and there's an instructor computer in the in the classroom and another one in the in the faculty uh, office but the Wi-Fi was really non-existent it would work for a day or a few hours of a day and then I think at at the worst it was gone for three weeks (laughs) and I also heard if one student got on to Skype or something it would like take the entire like center down. Exactly. It was when it was working, it was slow and pretty awful. Did you have any clue that it was like that before you got there? I had we had some some students that had said that it was it was bad. So we we knew that it was potential, but we also had had the had people that said it was fine. I think they were just kind of saying the the, the students maybe are It was adequate for it was adequate, general yeah. use possibly. Yeah, so I think we had we had some folks that weren't using the Wi-Fi and the computer lab themselves who maybe weren't taking the students as seriously as they ought to have been in reporting yeah. the actual conditions. Yeah. And it was it was it was obvious that I wasn't gonna be able to teach an online course. If I had if I had tried with what we had that summer, we would have, you know, been on for ten minutes and then had the the internet crash out on us and then have to have the students go through all the logins to get back on and you know it was, it was just it was 
ridiculous to think that students would actually put up with that or mm-hmm. that I would. And um, so we started looking for alternatives. What are we going to do? Because this isn't going to work. Um, the first thing we did is contacted Sam and said, hey, <laughs> what can we do? Well, and I remember the, the conversations a little bit because um, I have never been to the center and, and none of my team have been to the center. And we're trying to help as, you know, instructional design and assistance kind of behind the scenes. And I remember emailing and saying, hey, can you give us an idea of what you're experiencing there? And it was you provided us with, you know, nice, detailed analysis of the center. And I, that was really appreciated on our behalf. Because part of that instructional design process is you want to know the context of that learning. Like, what what are they experiencing at that location? You know, what is the internet like? What, what kind of computers do they have? And so you being able to be there, I think, was really key in us um, being able to advocate um, to the campus for improvements yeah. in Salzburg. Huge help. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I, again, thank you for, oh, you know, being able to give us that, that <laughs> mm-hmm. great feedback, because if not, it becomes the anecdotal, you know, that. That's right. It was stories. OK for me. What, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. so and then we were able to take it to the next level, which was a huge overhaul of yeah. the entire center, um, which completed this last fall. Um, and so kind of moving forward a little bit. So you were able to, so your plan, but we had to go to a plan B though. Yeah. So we weren't, we, you were able to get in place the revisions to the center. And um, from my experience now, it's, it's great there now. But in the meantime, we weren't certain that we'd be able to get the instructional technology up to speed, the labs updated in Salzburg in time to teach a spring semester course online. So we went to plan B and what we ended up finding was another university about an hour away by train from Salzburg that the engineering students, there's three of them studying this semester. And they they take a train to the Upper Austrian University in Wels, Austria. It's a 55 minute train ride and then they walk from the train station to the, the university and they take their their engineering courses actually in English at this technical university, and there's four other international students that are are in the course with them, which is kind of nice because they're getting a good international experience. Definitely. Um, but because of the differences with our semester schedule and the Austrian academic schedule, they're taking these courses on a condensed term, and they're they're pretty difficult courses. Mm-hmm. So they're taking them in a six week term. They're also taking them once a week for five hours oh, wow. for that six weeks to get the <laughs> so it's it's a it's a it's a little bit difficult for the students and so to support that I meet with the students twice a week online and so we we meet on WebEx and we video conference and just for the state of the center now it's great I mean our our video conference I can't even tell that there's a time lag over the ocean when we're talking I'm, I'm really surprised by oh, that that's awesome mm-hmm. um, and the students have no no issues accessing the technology, and I don't have any issues working with the technology. And so I'm able to provide um, basically tutoring, two hours of, of um, face-to-face online tutoring um, a week. And I give them quizzes and activities that we use in class here, and we talk about how they're doing and trying to keep them up with their, their studies in VELS. So with the um, so you said you use WebEx so I I believe when we were talking you said you actually use the whiteboard in WebEx as well or have you 
moved away from that, or is that are you using any functionality in WebEx with your students? Well, I'm I'm learning about the functionality of WebEx while I while I use it, so okay. I'm, I'm sure there's some other stuff I'll discover. But right now, what the way WebEx works is you get a little. It's a video conferencing tool, so I can see the students and the students can see me, and then we can talk. And additionally, it has um, ability to share your desktop so that I can, um, they can see my desktop, and we can actually annotate on that. We can um, use the mouse and draw. And then there's also a whiteboard tool within WebEx. And so we've we've been tr- trying a few different things. Uh, one simple thing is just opening up a whiteboard. And as we as we talk, the students can be writing a formula and I can be making changes or we can be working on a sketch together um, to diagram a problem. And we can use different colors. And the nice thing about the whiteboard is that everything we write on the whiteboard at the end of the session, I can save it. It's a PDF document. I post it up to Moodle, and the students can access it after class um, between great. sessions. Yeah, it's been really nice. So it's pretty much meeting your needs, or did you have something else in mind that you'd like to be able to do? It's great for what it does. Um, it's a little awkward writing formulas using a mouse yeah. and having them appear in the screen. And, uh, our handwriting is horrible. <laughs> um, but it's it's adequate, for especially for the number of students with just three of them that I'm interacting with. Um, I, think it, I think it works great. Um, so I can't imagine too much more. I mean, I'm also recording the, sec- the session, so WebEx has a way to you just hit record at the beginning of your session, and it creates a video of the entire time. It's capturing what you both are writing on screen, and it's also capturing your video feed. So I'm seeing, I can see what the students how they're looking, and they can see how I'm looking, and then um, that's all on the on the video feed. We can also hold up objects. The nice thing about the videos, we can hold up things, and we can manip- manipulate things and talk about them. I think we'll probably use that quite a bit in the second course that they'll take in the, at the end of the spring term where we talk a lot about physical objects and deformation of materials so we can actually bend things and break things and look at them. And we can do that over the, the video. Yeah, and we'll have to, I don't, I believe we added to the center a document camera and we'll have to verify that for sure. But we should be able to get video feed from a document camera as well as a secondary um, oh. camera. So we'll have to look at that because that way they can get put objects under a document camera mm-hmm. or you can put objects under a document camera so we'll, we'll yeah. test with that next and see yeah we well with there. the document camera we'd also be able to maybe write on paper on the document camera and yep. and see things so yeah so we'll have to test it out there's some other thing I have all kinds of crazy ideas but um, <laughs> I love crazy ideas um, so I'm curious so you're using WebEx as part of it so you mentioned quizzes and stuff so are they doing other online kind of stuff with you, like the quizzes and stuff, or is that, I mean, how are you delivering some of the other content? You know, I, I've, I've had kind of bad experiences myself with um, online quizzing tools for the type of things that we have to do in engineering, where we have lots of pictures and the uh, mathematical formulas that we're manipulating and maybe multiple answers that are possible. And I, I've just found that making the quiz to do what I want to do takes so much time that I need to use that same quiz all the time and I don't want I don't like to reuse assessment tools like that. So I I tend to do paper quizzes and so all I do is I send the students their whatever we're working with and as a PDF file and then I can open it up as a PDF and we can we do two things. I we could share my desktop and they can write on it and I can write on it 
and we can do stuff. Um, or I can copy part of it into and paste it into a whiteboard. And so I can have a, a diagram from the quiz on the whiteboard and then they can they can write and manipulate it. I'm I'm mainly doing sort of group assessment, a lot of discussion oh, okay. with them because gotcha. the primary assessment's being done in VEL. So I'm not grading them. There's no graded things. It's more, oh, okay. do you understand this? Where are the sticky points? Do you really get this as well as you think you do? So, and so live quizzing. So that, that was yeah, my question. Live quizzing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's more like yeah. oral. It's not. It's not really exams. It's, just, it's more of a discussion. It's really sort of different than what we do in a classroom, where it's a lot of me pre- presenting. Um, it's. 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 Yeah. It's a discussion that we're having, which is really nice. Yeah, definitely, yeah. and it's manageable mm-hmm. with that size. So it's. It's probably not something that you could replicate with a larger yeah. class. No, no, I'm over 15. Yeah, it's really nice. Hard. Yeah, it's really nice this this term to only have 3 mm-hmm. the first time we're working with the technology. The plan is next spring semester that will probably at, be at maximum capacity for engineering students in Salzburg, which is 8. Mm. And that's going to be again a manageable size, but it's it's a scale up. It's not going right. to the things I'm doing with 3, I can't do with 8. Yeah. So um so we'll, we'll have some fun, yeah. fun, Think, fun things about, to think out um, yeah, with yeah. that one. So, And what feedback have you gotten from your students so far about their experience? Well, it's, it's pretty early in the process. We've had, um, this is week three. They're going to have their first exam in VELS uh, this Friday. And so far, you know, they say, you know, thank you. This is really helpful. But you know, I <laughs> see how they do on the test. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. are they taking other classes there too? So they're doing this one day a week, but they're they're taking other classes. I'm assuming. Yeah, they're they're taking their regular classes at the Salzburg Center. So every student who studies um, in Salzburg takes a German language class, and then there's other courses that meet their core requirements. And um, I believe they're taking like a fine arts class or a theology yeah. class, something like wow. that. Okay. So the and most of the students that are there in Salzburg are there for the there's 40 or so students that are there for the full year. Oh. And so there's a full curriculum taught by local instructors in Salzburg. They're they're Austrian instructors that teach at our center. And now with this the semester program, um, there's a cohort of, I believe nursing students who are there fall semester and they come come back and are replaced by engineering students in the spring semester so we're able to to get some some better uh, international opportunities a little more in-depth at international opportunities for our students that have these more specialized programs where they they really can't get off track there's certain classes they have to take their sophomore year or they're not going to be able to graduate on time so as so as we're moving forward so we're going to bring on eight additional students um so are are you going to continue with um, this hybrid situ- situation where they're going to be taking the classes there, or are you going to eventually be teaching the class fully from from, the from UP? Yeah, that is yet to be determined. Um, right now, the the partnership with Bell's is is maturing in ways that to to mean more than we just have students that are taking a semester program. We're working on a an exchange partnership with that university where our students can take classes there and they'll they can send some students to the Shiley School to oh, take engineering awesome. classes here oh, and nice. and potentially we may have um, senior capstone design experiences where maybe we have some students working and at the University of Vels with a team 
here in Portland. So there's some really interesting opportunities that might develop if we continue with the, with the model that we're using this year. But we still need to see how it works, how it works for the students, what you know, what what are our actual outcomes at the end of, of this semester? Yeah, I would imagine not having a five hour engineering course would be yeah pretty welcome. Yeah, <laughs> but it would, these are also really hard classes. Yeah. So teaching them online has you know there's there's some limitations there, but. We're, we're doing really good with, with group interactivity and stuff. So, Well, and it sounds like that's an amazing opportunity for students on both sides, um, that international, because I know it's a, here at the university, they're looking at the internationalization of our curriculum and our programs. And so this just goes really well with the, that kind of vision um, as well. So um, I'm excited to see how this matures and, mm-hmm. and how we can use technology and, and keep pushing, pushing the boundaries with yeah. the technology. Yeah, for engineering, it's really nice because uh, it's it's not very often that a, an engineering program is able to offer a study abroad a progr- program for students because the curriculum is so limited. They, there's there's really not a lot of time in an engineering degree to uh, take a foreign language and then then again get off track on your degree if you're if you just go study and, and and can't take an engineering program and then the engineering programs at different in different countries look quite a bit different so the way that an engineering program looks typically in Austria or Germany you're coming from a technical high school where you've already had a lot of calculus and physics and and you're at a sort of a different level and then the the technical universities are generally not teaching any um, core type courses. There's not writing. There aren't courses in theology. They're all the, the the things that we we insist that our students have for breadth, which is really good, is is it's just a very different model in Europe. So taking and and just putting a, a sophomore student in a sophomore course in in Europe is probably not going to work for the student or for the university that they're sitting in. So these sorts of hybrid opportunities where we can pro- provide opportunities for students to partner with foreign universities and groups or to get part of their instruction here while they're getting part of their instruction there. Um, open It just opens up opportunities that weren't available 10 years ago. And technology is really key for that to to be able to work. Well, I know we're, you know, within um, information services, we're really happy that we were able to assist in and making this happen, and um, we just look forward to seeing what more we can do in Salzburg. Yeah. So, me too. Well, thank you for making it happen because it's it, what what I'm seeing this semester over last summer when I was there. It's just it's it's light years apart, and it's awesome. fantastic. Yeah, we're glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get some student um, student feedback at yes, some point when they, on, when they come on the back. experience. When they come back, that would be yeah. great. We could get a podcast with them in oh, Salzburg. Talking. Oh, ah, fun! Well, what a great idea. Maybe we can. We'll have to figure that out. I mm-hmm. I do have a device that we can hook up to all this. Um, you'll fly there. Ben says our audio <laughs> yeah, um, guru right. over here we says he will the fly there. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming in yeah. today and telling that story mm-hmm. and getting that information out to the campus. Um, You're welcome. Thanks, Nikki. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the UP Tech Talk podcast. Just a reminder that we post a new podcast every Friday morning, and you can find us at techtalk.up.edu.